The reading is taken from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17, and that can be found on page 1184 in the Bibles. So, Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. For forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. So here's our one another for today. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Starting with some questions. What do you call a wet bear? Come on. It's a drizzly bear. So they're going to get better. What do you call a bear with no teeth? Yes a gummy bear. Why was baby bear so spoilt? I made this one up myself. <laughs> because his father had pandered to his every whim. Thank you. This is my favorite. What do you get if you cross a bear who can't keep the ninth commandment with a harp? What do you get if you cross a bear who can't keep the ninth commandment with a harp? A bare-faced liar. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, in case you hadn't spotted it, we are on a bear theme today. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. Well, what does it mean? We're going to look more closely at the word bear. It's complicated. On the one hand, uh, we have the word we use for the furry thing that lives in the woods, uh, be it brown or black or grizzly or drizzly or marmalade-loving. At the root meaning of that bear is brown or bright, and it shows up in other words that we have like brunette or beaver. And then we have the word bear as it's used here. Bear with one another, says Paul. Uh, what is that? Is it acting in a bear-like fashion? And if so, which part of bear behavior should we be emulating? Wouldn't it be wonderful if this verse really meant behave like a bear towards each other? You know, dogs are loyal, cats are superior, dolphins are intelligent and fun-loving, but bears are the delinquent teenagers of the animal world. Uh, when my cousin Martin got married in California, uh, we spent a few days in Yosemite National Park. Some of you may have been there too. One of the culture shocks for a Brit is the seriousness with which they warn you about the local bear population and the ferocity with which they tell you not to leave any food or drink or really anything that smells of anything in your car. And here's why. Number 18 is back. 
This bear is a particularly artful dodger. Unlike the smash-and-grab merchants, number 18 has learnt to get into cars by flipping open the back window. It's simple, relatively quiet and very clever. His radio collar and tags allow rangers to keep track of his movements and decide when to take action. Tonight's break-in will be added to his record. One more offence and he'll be removed from the park. Number 18's approach may be windscreen friendly, but he'll still trash the interior. But don't feel too sorry for the owners of this truck. If they had bothered to remove their food, this bear wouldn't have been tempted to break in. Ultimately, it's the bears that pay the price for people's laziness. Thanks, Mike. That's great. We'll stop it there. Uh, Colossians 3, wouldn't it be lovely? Uh, bear with each other uh, like bears do in Yosemite. Well, it's not that. Uh, the English verb, bear, that we have here, actually comes from a completely different root, and it has uh, a surprising uh, number of shades of meaning. So to bear something can mean to carry it. So the groom bore the bride over the threshold. Or it can mean to endure. Uh, I sometimes wonder if I can bear the pain. Or it can mean to support. So if you're walking around your house with a builder, they might point to the wall and say, that, my friend, is a load-bearing wall, and you'd know what they meant. Uh, or, as your sat-nav tells you, it could mean to proceed. In 150 meters, bear left. Or it can mean to give birth. Mary bore Jesus in the stable as there was no room in the inn. Or it can mean to produce. I hope my damson tree produces more fruit next year. Or it can be nautical. The cutter was bearing down the channel at 12 knots. Or it can be to substantiate. The facts will bear me out in the end. Or, our very favorite, it can mean to wait. And nobody, but nobody, did this better than Miranda. Come on, give me some rice! <laughs> oh, hang on. Bear with. Bear with. Bear with. Back. So, well, what's new? Well. We're not getting very far, are we? What does bear with each other mean? The root meaning here is it means to carry, and it means to be patient, and it means to be gracious. So in our context, it means allowing for the weaknesses of others. Now, there are others far better qualified than me uh, that can say whether this is or is not classic bear behavior. It means having patience with each other, and it means having an understanding of the full humanity of every single person. And that is both that they are made in the image of God, as the Bible teaches, uh, therefore they are wonderful, and they are inherently and intrinsically beautiful. Uh, but also, uh, because I know my own heart, I know that you are shot through uh, with sin and with brokenness and with selfishness. And to bear with one another is much stronger than to put up with or to tolerate. 
we might, on our better day, think, well, I'm going to put up with Simon uh, today. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an effort, and I'm going to grit my teeth, and hopefully I'll be home soon, and I won't have to put up with them anymore. Uh, but it's a lot bigger than that that we're being asked for here. A bear with means to carry each other, uh, to, to be gracious to each other, uh, to allow for the weaknesses of each other. Uh, it's that supporting. It's that overlooking of their annoying quirks. It's that holding a genuine regard for their well-being and their thriving. And in particular, it's to see past their mistakes. So if that is what to bear with one another means, there are some interesting consequences and implications for us all. Here's the first. The Christian community of which we are a part will place demands on us. It will not be possible to be part of our church community and not to have to bear with people and forgive them. So therefore, being a member of this church or any church will not be cost-free. It will not be easy, and it will not be rubbing shoulders exclusively with people who are nice and radiant and good-natured and always beautiful. Wouldn't it be lovely if church was like that? That everybody was always radiant and glorious and not tired and not snappy and they hadn't had a hard week and they only had our interests at heart. Of course, that's not the case. So Christian community will always require bearing with one another and forgiving each other. This also presupposes a depth of intimacy and of relationship. It presupposes that I will get to know you well enough to find you annoying. And that once I've found you annoying, I'll then learn to bear with you. And it presupposes that you'll get, you'll get to know me well enough to find me annoying. It doesn't take very long <laughs> for most people. But then to get over that and to bear with me. The next thing is that the real pinch point in bearing with one another, as Paul highlights here, is the issue of forgiveness. If we are part of a church community, we will feel, in no particular order, hurt, disappointed, misunderstood, overlooked, forgotten, betrayed, annoyed, resentful. That will happen here in bigger congregations, in our small groups, in our ministry areas, in friendships. And the pinch point is, at that moment, will I be forgiving? Because to bear with one another leads inextricably to being forgiving. Or will I get in a strop or a huff when other people are not perfect, when I have to bear with them? Will I just walk away? That's what some people do. I've met people, often, who've maybe with, with good cause at the time, have been so hurt by a Christian, they've just walked away. It's really hard. Uh, to bear with one another means to forgive each other. And of course, most of us have an expectation of church that others uh, will be entirely tolerant and uh, they will bear with us 100%, and they will see past all of our insecurities and our brokenness. We just don't really like extending the same grace to others. The consequence is then that if 
bearing with others has not yet involved forgiving them, then you haven't really started to bear with them. Because that is the acid test. So if you haven't really started, either because you don't want to or you can't, forgiving others, then you haven't really started to bear with them. Now, bears may be very forgiving and tolerant, and they may be very relaxed once you get to know them. I haven't met any bears at close up. But it did seem to me, as I was thinking this week, that of all the bears that I'm aware of, then Balu the bear in the Jungle Book seemed to get some of this right, didn't he? He was pretty chilled. He was a good, fierce, and forgiving friend. He was the kind of bear that Jesus would approve of. So here he is, singing my favorite song. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. I mean the bare necessities are Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be found of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. Isn't that brilliant? So in the end, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how cool or not bears are. Maybe they're great friends. What matters is whether I am forgiving. And what matters is whether I bear with you. And what matters is whether I can learn in God's grace to become a good and a fierce and a forgiving friend. The important thing is my motive. My motive is not primarily because it's good for our community, though it is actually good for our community. My motive is not at all that, that will make me a more likable person. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. My motive is that to do so is to walk in the very footsteps of Jesus himself. And time and time again, Jesus ties forgiveness intimately in two different ways. And he often criticizes us or challenges us because we are so willing to receive forgiveness and yet we're so hard uh, find it so hard to give it away. So easy to receive, so hard uh, to give away. And time and time again, Jesus says, let those who have been forgiven much start to learn to forgive a little. And as we go away uh, today, maybe two things uh, for our prayers, uh, both uh, here in the service, if you want to pray uh, with people during or after, or when you go home. The first one is that it's almost inevitable. Now, luckily, I've not been here long enough, and my ear has not been bent sufficiently yet to know. But it's almost inevitable that in a church our size that we are holding grievances against other people, and that there are people that we can't forgive. Maybe we want to forgive them, maybe we don't want to forgive them. But to bear with them is ultimately to forgive them. We know that to forgive is not to condone. We know that to forgive is not to say that they didn't hurt. In fact, to forgive 
is to understand how much it did hurt. It may be that in your own prayers, you just need to really reflect and let the Spirit of God into your heart and let him lead you into forgiveness. And you may need to go and put something right with somebody else. The second thing, as we were praying this morning, we were very aware that for some of us, we are bearing with people, maybe people close to us, who need a lot of bearing with. Maybe through illness, maybe through the challenges of mental health, maybe just because they're at a particularly difficult and overwhelming season in their life. Well, let's pray not to give up on them. Let's pray that God would give us the strength to bear them, to carry them, to support them, to understand both their beauty and the challenges that they face. It's so easy in that circumstance to grow resentful or just to walk away. I need grace to bear with you, and you need grace to bear with me. So maybe that there are just particular extra grace that you need. So please just pray with someone. Find a neighbor. Find a member of the prayer ministry team. If you are just thinking, I understand that I should be bearing with them, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm dry. I'm out. <laughs> there's, there's literally nothing left. So let's remember both the example and the words of Jesus that those who have been forgiven much should start to forgive a little. Amen.